I don't have a fancy lyric here tonight. I wasn't prepared. Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by the one and only Scott Haskin. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Corey. Thanks. How are you? You know what? I, I, I thought I was ready for this show, but I didn't even have my Steven Tyler lyric uh, for the beginning of the show. And I'm just, I was panicking as the, as the intro is playing. What the hell do I say? I almost said uh, a line from uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Oh, wow. Well, I think you recovered nicely. Thank you. I butchered the fuck out of that. And speaking of butchering, ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only John Mariano. How's it going tonight, Mr. Mariano? Some sweat hog, some sweat hog mama with a face like a gent. Said my get up and go. Must have got up and went. Uh, I see. We fixed it, Corey. We fixed Thank you. John's always pulling me out from the fire. I tell you, if I well, what would I do if I didn't have him? Well, I wouldn't drink as much. One, and life wouldn't be nearly as much fun. This well, show is off to such show. a smooth start. <laughs> Corey picked some like deep cuts with it with, with his uh his lyrics. I'm like, I'm just gonna pick the the most famous Aerosmith song. <laughs> well, That's that it. works too. Yeah, I, I try and pick from the hits as well. But if you haven't guessed, folks, you're listening to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, we're breaking down the entire Aerosmith discography one track at a time, and we're compiling the ultimate Aerosmith mixtapes. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have two mixtapes, four sides. Side one is all of the deep cuts. This is our favorite nine tracks we're going to put on the deep cut side. That's anything that was not released as a single. Side B is all live tracks uh, called from the many different uh, live albums of Aerosmith. Uh, side C is uh, the all-time Aero top nine. These are the, uh, out of all the singles, these are our picks for the top nine best Aerosmith singles. And finally, side D is all of our nasty cuts. They were cut at one point from the main mixtapes, but... We just like them too much. We each get three of them, and we're putting them on side D. Uh, John's got some uh, some good stuff on there. So does Scott. Scott's got the movie on there for some reason. Scott, before we get started, um, the Oscars just aired, right? Movie mm-hmm. season is officially over. In honor of movie season ending, I'm going to give you one chance tonight to take a mulligan and get this fucking thing off the mixtape. <laughs> You know, what's funny is I, I had a couple errands to run yesterday and I thought I'm going to listen to the movie because you guys, you know, you loved it when we did the episode. And then ever since then, there's just been nothing but hate. And I thought I'm going to listen to this song. I haven't listened to it since we did the episode and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I like this song too much. Maybe it's, uh, you know, too much nostalgia and it's not a good song. So while I was out, I, I brought, you know, Toys in the Attic on my iPod, listened to a few songs got to the movie and I thought, nope, this song is every bit as great as I ever thought it was. And it will, it is now cemented onto my list. I don't think I could take it off even if I wanted to. It's not that we don't love it, Scott. I just want to make this clear. It's not that we don't love it, but if you're familiar with baseball though, Corey and I do this other podcast and on it, we just talked about a couple of baseball movies. So this is a little bit relevant. Um, In baseball, you have the major leagues and underneath that you have triple A, double A and single A, right? And those are all the minor leagues and triple A being the highest level before you get to the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have a player that they call either a super minor leaguer or a quadruple A player, which means they're the best minor league player in the world. They're not quite major league ready and they never will be. 
And that's where the movie sits for me. So it's not that I don't love it. It's that it's it's like just under like it's number thirty seven. Right. I yeah. see it more as that guy that you draft in the 22nd round that you're just like, I don't know, just put, pick a name. And they turn out to be a star player that makes a big difference for that team. Yeah, that's rats in the cellar. <laughs> all right. Uh, fat check time. First of all, movie season doesn't end. Uh, it, it's all year round. So John was wrong on that. And unless... Uh, Aerosmith had a ver- had a song called The Movie on Toys in the Attic that I don't know about. That song is actually from Permanent Vacation. Oh, see, this is what happens. Okay, here's what happened. John suggested to me that I watch a movie I said I would never, ever, 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 ever watch. And I watched it today, and I kind of liked it, and it's messing with my head that I don't even know what my favorite Aerosmith song came from. Now, what movie is oh. this? The uh, the reboot of Stephen King's It. Ah. And it, it, it wasn't as lousy as you thought it might be, right? Well, it wasn't that so much as the original miniseries was one of two bits of media that made me want to become a film composer. So it would be really difficult for them to give me anything that would be better or even equal to that one because I have such a close personal tie to that movie. Uh, that being the case, uh, I really tried to separate from from that and just take it as it was, as its own piece of art. And um, yeah, there there were some definite good things. I, I thought they had a really good cast, and I enjoyed it. Thank you, John. Now, was awesome. this just it, Chapter One, or was it both Chapter One and Chapter Two? Uh, just Chapter One so far. Okay, well, prepare so, so, to be so, disappointed. So, so, so I've I've already prepped Scott wildly that I I don't like it Chapter Two on either of the miniseries. Yeah. Or the reboot. <laughs> mm. I, I do thoroughly enjoy part one in both versions, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. When, when you really sit down and think about it, it absolutely makes sense. I will watch it now just out of, I have to know how they play it out. But my my expectations are low. And did this yeah, come about from a, a John Mariano appearance on the Haskin cast that uh, happened not too long ago? Yes, uh, John will be appearing. I don't think it's going to air until uh, sometime in April, but we uh, we did an album review of Cindy Lauper. She's so unusual. So from Cindy Lauper, you guys went into it. That, 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 it, it seems like a John segue. You know, I was listening <laughs> to She's So Unusual and the song She Bop, and I thought, you know what this reminds me of? Scary fucking clowns eating children. The the, the mind map of, of the conversation that Scott and I have about that album is one for the ages. We we were really all over the place. We were. And and just to prove it, I mean, here it is. We're talking about Aerosmith and Stephen King's It. So there you go. There you go. April 2025. Uh, listen for that uh, episode of the Haskin cast <laughs> dropping. I'm sure it's going to take you that long to edit it into something coherent. So good luck to you, Scott. But while we're all here, why don't we roll some dice and let's talk about some Aerosmith. Currently on the dice that we'll be rolling tonight, we got a lot of new stuff on here. we got Devil's Got a New Disguise. Legendary Child and Love Three Times from uh, Music from Another Dimension. Uh, you See Me Crying uh, from Toys in the Attic. Hole in My Soul from A Little South of Sanity. John, did you put that one on there? Yes, he did. Yeah, he's pumping his fist. And I'm Down, which has been on the uh, the dice here now for, I believe, six and a half years, uh, thanks to Scott Haskin. Uh, we, we've been begging the heavens to, to roll I'm Down so we can get it off there. Uh, is tonight going to be the night? Scott, do you feel lucky? I'm uh, yeah, it's I mean, law of averages. I we haven't had a Scott song in weeks. 
And I think just uh, just the law of averages alone says that one of my two has to come up tonight. John, it's time for a spontaneous sponsor copy. Tell us about Ken Napsack. Go. Oh, you you see, I totally am not ready for it. And you, throw it at me. you son of a bitch. You got to be ready. I don't like you at all right now. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. This is a fast moving show. It's breakneck <laughs> speed here. Somebody somebody vamp for a minute. Well, I could talk about the Deep Dive Podcast Network if you'd like. Sure, because you're prepared. Uh, Go ahead, Scott. I am prepared. Uh, well, of course, aside from this show, you two do another show called Backtracks Theme Music, where you talk about, uh, I think it's just an entire breakdown of Stephen King's It. Uh, basically, music from different uh, films and television shows. Really cool show. Uh, Corey, you also do another show with Mark Kameyer called And the Podcast Will Rock. Uh, all Van Halen podcast. Terrible I do a show, show called Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, which uh, is about to hit 39 more episodes coming your way very soon, uh, starting sometime in April. And then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Skinnered Reconsidered Podcast, T-Bones Prime Cuts on the other side, interviews with different uh, musicians, which is really cool. Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, All Things Queen, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast, universally speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, and our friends George and Hattie do a show called the Judas Priest cast, which I will be a guest on here. Uh, I think we're supposed to record this week. And then uh, we have the North by South podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What, All Things Megadeth, the Tom Petty Project, we have the Seaside Review Pod, we have And Volume for All, and the Rock Roulette podcast. Really good stuff. And we have a new show, uh, Scott Haskin. You're no longer on Twitter, so you probably don't know this, but Regarding Lulu has Ooh. joined our ranks on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And of course, they're breaking down the Metallica, the Metallica, the Metallica Lou Reed collaboration, uh, Lulu, uh, from some years back. So, uh, it's the first deep dive show that's just doing an album. So it's going to be like 10 episodes. Wow. I will get that on our list. Thank you, Corey. Perfect. And since John, I'm sure hasn't got the sponsor copy ready. Let's just spit roll today. Shall we? The Nap the Sock Network. <laughs> you know about this thing? Never heard of you, it. You, you, you go to your, your, your podcast app on your, on your phone, like you can go to Spotify or anything. Um, Ken, Ken spits it out using the Anchor app. And you, you go ahead and you, you, you download the, the Knapsack Network. And with that, you get the blathering. And those are Ken, Ken's off-the-cut, um, from-his-heart-and-head thoughts on the world around us um, with, with, a, with a tinge of humor um, looking at society today. Um, give it a shot, give it a download, give it a listen, support Ken. Absolutely. Ken uh, also has a very successful Patreon happening right now, too. If you want to uh, throw some bucks his way, uh, it's well worth it. Tons of great shows as part of the uh, Napsot network. So we recommend you go check all those out. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time. We've got our dice. we got it all warmed up. We're going to throw this to Steven Tyler. And we're going to roll this sucker. Toss of the And we are going to come up with Legendary Child. This is one of the, the newer tracks in Arrow history from the album Music from Another Dimension. This was a single. So uh, this has the potential to be on the Arrow Top 9. Uh, guys, have, I, I know John has mentioned before he hadn't heard anything since Nine Lives. But um, Aerosmith did perform this live on American Idol. I don't know if that's a show you guys watch. Uh, Scott, let's start with you. Do you uh, recall listening to uh, Legendary Child? 
not by title. We'll see if I recognize the music. Okay. And uh, John, have you ever heard Legendary Child? I haven't li- watched American Idol since uh, I think that guy Taylor or like Clay Aiken or those folks were on that show. Okay. Southern, Southern. I can throw some names out there, but they're from very early seasons. Okay. Well, uh, Legendary Child, I can tell you. Uh, first of all, I believe it was on the uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation soundtrack. So it, it's a candidate uh, to be done on Backtrack's theme music, John. I, I have seen that movie, so it definitely is a candidate. Me too. I, I'm ready to talk about it. But uh, this song was uh, originally written and recorded in 1991 during the uh, Get a Grip sessions, and it was never released. They used to play a little partial instrumental version uh, on the Pump Tour 1990. Uh, they used to do a, a Sweet Emotion medley with the, the theme from Peter Gunn, which uh, old-timers like me and Scott will understand, uh, the mm-hmm. Peter Gunn theme. Um, but you know, they eventually reworked it uh, for music from other dimension and, and GI Joe retaliation, uh, performed May 23rd, 2012 on American idol, the lead single from music from another dimension, which, uh, as an album, uh, a pretty big disappointment, uh, I think in, in Aerosmith circles, um, I don't think it ever, uh, it reached, it debuted at number five, I believe on the charts. I don't think it was ever certified, uh, gold or, or, or platinum or anything like that. So. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this one here. Too. It actually was certified gold in Canada, which is how many copies? Anybody know? Anyone? Anyone? 250? 40,000. Only 40,000 for gold? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But before we play it, oh, God, I love playing this game. How many times do you think, and we're not talking about the partial instrumental that I just talked about on the pump tour, how many times has Aerosmith played Legendary Child in concert? Remember, this album came out in 2012. John, how many times do you think? I'm going to say a dozen. 12. Okay. Scott? I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say 43. 43. Well, Scott went over. John Mariano gets it 27 times. Mm. Eat eat it, Scott. I'm eating it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On that note, what do you say, boys? Are you ready? He's so aggressive today. (laughs) He is pumped up, I tell you. We were talking baseball last night. He's still riding that wave. And here's a new song neither of you have ever heard. This is Legendary Child. What band is this? Aerosmith. Is it really? Yep. Isn't it Faith No More? It, it, it Faith sounds, No More? <laughs> it sounds nothing like Aerosmith. Now, granted, I've never heard this song before, or if I have, I've already forgotten it. Um, this sounds nothing like any song we've heard on this podcast before. Yeah, this is pretty heavy. Uh, I, I like the the start of it. Um, I, I really like the bass drum sound. And I, I like what the two guitars are doing, too. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yep. Yeah, let's keep going.
I, you know, even before he said that lyric, I was thinking, isn't this very reminiscent of Walk This Way? Well, a little bit. And this song is meant to be more of a, a retrospective uh, of the band's career. So they they, they throw in uh, little lyrics that kind of allude back to, to prior songs. There's going to be a line about, uh, we traded them toys for joys uh, coming up. And uh, I took a chance at the high school dance, never knowing wrong from right. A nice little callback to Walk This Way. So. So basically, this is the episode of Three's Company that was hosted by Lucille Ball, where they play all the, the show clips. It's basically a clip show. Exactly, Scott. But it, it kind of ha, kind of has a, a classic Aerosmith groove to it, too, a little bit, right? Yeah, and well, I really like the production on this. The sound is fantastic. As much as I appreciate a good Three's Company's re- reference, Corey, is this more like the It's Always Sunny clip show, where they misremember the episodes, and at one point, they remember um, the the um, the contest episode of Seinfeld as something that they actually did on the show. <laughs> so, are you are you saying then that this doesn't uh, sound like a classic Aerosmith? Well, it, it has classic Aer- Aerosmith lyrics. I think sound wise, this sounds like more of the modern sound that you know, like I can take or leave, um, you know. I'm I'm giving I'm giving it a chance right now. I'm I'm reserving judgment till the end. Um and I'm a, that's not tipping my hand whether I like it or I don't right now. Right, right now I'm just taking it in. Because I've See, legitimately never heard this one. To me, this song was was more closer to a return to form for Al Smith. When you consider something like Just Push Play that came out in 2001, they did a lot of electronic stuff on there and a lot of really different sounding stuff for them. This is just five guys in a room uh playing rock and roll again with Jack Douglas as a producer, which to me is classic Aerosmith. And, you know, there's only three of us in different rooms right now, but Corey, you guys don't know because this is an audio podcast, but at least as far as I know, it's only an audio podcast, but Corey is always kind enough to put the lyrics on the screen for us since he is the host of the meeting. And uh, I'm just looking at over to the, to the right of the screen here, there's a top 15 Aerosmith songs. And I'm just grateful that Sheila and Pink are not listed on this list at all. But you notice what number 15 is. It's a song you've probably never heard of before. Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. I, I do know that song. Uh, Deep Purple covered it on their last album, their Turning to Crime covers album. Oh. Um, it's a very, very, like, uh, 50s rock song. I'll be interested to get their take when we, whenever we get to it. Yes. Uh, well, hey, maybe I'll put it on the dice after this one because this is one of my tracks. Let's right. get back to some Legendary Child. See, to me, that, that's kind of great uh, Stephen Tyler lyrics again, right? Like, I drop a dime and every time I get myself a nickel's change. That, that's kind of a classic Stephen lyric, isn't it? It really is. Um, I'm really digging the drums here. Uh, I, I love I love a good cowbell, but I love that he's not 
consistently playing a cowbell. It's just coming in as one note of the beat instead of like replacing the hi-hat or replacing the snare. Uh, this is a really good sounding song. I love the guitar sound on this too. Uh, production wise, this is, I think, one of the better ones I've heard. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to appreciate because we, we listen to Aerosmith from every era and not necessarily in order. Mm-hmm. So hearing, you know, young Steven, the, you know, recently and hearing older Steven, how his voice gets a little bit raspier as he gets a little bit older. And like, you can hear his age here. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like he's lost a step. It's just, it's, it's just a meteor version of his, his voice because it, because he's older and has a little bit more grit to it. Yeah. And I'm not I, mad at that. I, I like having a little more body to it. Good call, John. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think he's really singing well on this too. I think he's putting a lot of passion into it. I don't feel like he's dialing it in like we've heard on some songs. I think he's a hundred percent here on this one. So there's a, a verse that kind of alludes to the band's uh, substance abuse uh, in the 70s. If Satan had a lady friend, her name is Mary Jane. I never wondered why she tried to drive us quite insane. Yeah, it's it's. I, I like that they just deal with that, that, you know, if you're going to talk about your history and your Aerosmith, I don't know how you avoid that topic. Uh, but it was it was addressed in a very kind of a subtle way and, and very smooth. I like that little... Uh, ambulance chasing part in there that just came out of nowhere um and i like i like that the guitars they fit but they kind of feel like they're playing a completely different song during the verse at the same time they're they're off doing their own thing that just works with what everyone else is doing yeah i know like uh brad's kind of good got a like you said he's playing a totally different song like kind mm-hmm. of in the background that really doesn't kind of fit uh, with the melody of the song but yeah it all all somehow works john what do you think yeah, I, I, th- I think it's starting to lose me a little bit. Um, I, I, I dug it a little bit earlier. I think, you know, we we've talked a little bit about this album before about how they were kind of going their separate ways, and m- maybe that's what I feel here with with, with like, you, like you're saying it it doesn't really fit, but it works, and I, I'm like it doesn't really fit, and I don't know if it's working for me. All right, we'll see if the uh, the guitar solo can save it for you.
All right, Scott, where were your thoughts on that? I thought it sounded great. Um, it really flowed well. I enjoyed the, I, I want to use the words reckless abandon, but yet it felt restrained at the same time. It's a, it's really weird, I, but I, I liked what I heard. John, that do anything for you? Yeah, I don't know how you how you talk about like measurements of music or whatever, but the lead in felt like it went it lingered a little bit too long into the guitar solo. Once we got there, I really enjoyed it, but the build up to it, I it, it just felt like I would have I would have shaved like a few seconds off of that lead up, um, j just just from from my taste. Once we got there, it, it was very smooth and clean solo. Um, the the way the instruments and even the voices kick in um, towards the end of it, I think I think really well produced. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like it. I don't know if it's one of my favorites. All right. legendary child from music from another dimension released in 2012 let's start with scott haskin final thoughts yeah it had really good energy um i like steven's voice in it i thought the guitar solo was good i, I see your point john about the uh the build-up to it not really working as well uh overall yeah I, I thought this was a pretty good one i i would be uh interested when we get to a live version of this song if it carries that same magic um, interestingly, though, I was trying to think of what else the rhythm uh, reminded me of in the chorus. And there's a song by Joe Tatriani called War, and that came out in 1992. I thought it was earlier than that, but uh, it's saying 92. When was um, when was this one written? Uh, originally, uh, it says here is uh, written during the Get a Grip sessions, which would have been uh, 91. Okay, so right about the same time. Yeah. Uh, just just the main lick of of the song kind of reminded me, and the guitars have that similar amount of distortion and fuzz, so that's probably part of it that I'm connecting with it is the guitar sound as well. But yeah, I, I would give this song a thumbs up. I like it. John? I, yeah, I think it's a solid B, which isn't a bad grade at all if you think about it. Like if, I, if I'm in school and I get a B, I'm, I'm really happy, like. It's 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 not some of their A material. I don't even know if it's a B plus, but but it's a solid B. Um, it's it's good. It's a good song. All right, now it was a single, uh, released in 2012. It hit uh, number 27 on the U.S. rock charts uh, on the hot mainstream rock tracks for Billboard. It hit number 17 uh, in Canada at the Active Rock charts. It was actually number one. It also charted in Poland. So if we're gonna put this on a mixtape. Uh, it's going to be in contention for the Aerosmith all-time top nine, which so far includes Let the Music Do the Talking, Chip Away the Stone, The Other Side, Hangman Jury, Crazy, Eat the Rich, Mamakin, 
Shut Up and Dance, and Deuces Are Wild. Let's start with uh, John Mariano. I think he was the most negative of the three of us on that track. Do you think it uh, surplants any of those tracks on the all-time Arrow Top 9? I'm thinking about it right now. I'm I'm close to saying maybe let the music do the talking, but... Well, that ain't happening, no. I I know. I was teasing you. I was teasing you. (laughs) Um, No, I I, I honestly don't think it's better than anything we have on there right now and that's not a bad thing right like i i it, it could be the 10th but it's not it's not in the nine all right so that's one no vote from john scott what do you think yeah i have to agree and and i've said this before like the the mountain is pretty high to climb to get on this list at this point i really like this song i would listen to it again i look forward to a live version do I think it's better than our current top nine or anything on there? I'm going to say no. All right. That's a 0 for 2, so my vote doesn't matter. But just for the record, I agree. Uh, I like this song a lot, but I, I don't like it more than anything we currently have in the top nine. So Legendary Child has one more shot. Uh, will it be one of our nasty cuts? Uh, John, on your nasty cuts, you currently have Walk on Water, Cheesecake, and Bright Light Fright. Scott has the movie Nobody's Fault and Ragdoll. And I have Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Janie's Got a Gun, and You Gotta Move. Uh, so let's start with Scott this time. Scott, uh, you, you got a hanker to put Legendary Child on your deep cuts? Nope. Nope. John? Yeah, that's going to be a no. And, you know, I'm, I was close. I alluded to earlier I have a, a song from Nine Lives on my uh, deep cuts. Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees. Um, this one's actually pretty close to that song for me, but I, I think I like Falling in Love just a little bit more with Legendary Child. So with that, Legendary Child has gone bye-bye. Uh, there are no live versions, uh, as far as I could tell, so this it was one and done uh-huh. uh, for Legendary Child from Music from Another Dimension. But, John, uh, you came into this saying, um, I'm not going to like any of their newer stuff. Are you at least going to now admit, like, hey, there might be a, a decent song or two on an album past Get a Grip? Uh, 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 well, sort of. Sort of. Because as you admitted, they, they, they wrote this train to Get a Grip Sessions. True. So, 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 yeah, no. Like, yeah, they recorded it later, but, 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 but they wrote it earlier. And it definitely does have the things I like about it are that Get a Grip sound. I think it would have been tighter had, had they recorded it younger. All right, fair enough. And Scott, your first time listening to this uh, song from this album. Uh, are you optimistic uh, for upcoming cuts from uh, music from another dimension? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always optimistic. Um, even even if I don't like an album, a lot of times I can find a song or two that's that's pretty decent. So uh, I don't I don't really look at eras so much. I try not to to do that because anything can happen at any point, right? You got eight to sixteen songs on an album now. And there's always a chance for a gem or two. So uh, I just I just remain optimistic. Sounds good. All right. Now, that was a Corey cut uh, from the mixtape. Mixtape on the dice. So I get to replace that with a song. And I'm looking at the uh, at the die right now. We got a lot of newer stuff on there. It's all newer stuff, really, except for Devil's Got or except for You See Me Crying. Uh, so I'm going to go all the way back uh, to one of Johnny's favorite albums. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Done With Mirrors. And I'm thinking a song like My Fist, Your Face. What do you guys think of that one? 
We can't tell you no, so I guess it's gonna be a yes. But is re, re, how about just a, a reaction to the to the selection? Is that a sexual reference? Never. But for John, always. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like I said, I'm always optimistic. So uh, we'll we'll give it a whirl when we get to it and see what happens. There you go. Our dice the way things are week. going, we're going to pick it next week anyway. <laughs> exactly. And I'm down. We'll stay on there. I'm currently still on there along with You See Me Crying. Devil's Got a New Disguise, Hole in My Soul from A Little South of Sanity, and Love Three Times. Uh, John, as we wrap this one up, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you and what you got coming up? Oh, you can find me on a little show called Backtracks Theme Music. I record stuff with this guy, Corey. We talk about movies and music on there and sometimes TV shows. We mix and match stuff. One time we even talked about uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. So who knows what's going to happen. Scott Haskin likes to show up on that show sometimes and throw his two cents in. I'd like to, I, I, I do at some point, I had an idea that maybe we'll do the Jaws episode at some point and have Scott come and talk some score with us. I'm in. It's my favorite, all-time favorite movie. So Pretty damn um, good score, too. Mm-hmm. Throw, throwing that out there as you know a score we're going to talk about definitely awesome um other than that you if you want to you can bitch at me on twitter uh john mariano and why um you know make sure you highlight all my mistakes fact check me i love that kind of stuff when you guys do it just j- just tell me what the shit i am on this show i appreciate it um you got you guys be well all right scott how about you uh where can the folks find you and uh, what do you got cooking right now well first of all don't do that as someone who has had many deep conversations with john mariano i can tell you the last thing you want to do is antagonize the guy it's just it's dangerous your family will suffer you will not sleep you'll be up weeks on end trying to figure out how to prove him wrong and at the end you won't be able to do it you'll just have lost years off of your life. Uh, I'm actually only 23 and I feel more <laughs> like 50. Uh, what have I got going on? We're working on um, the audiobooks for the Universal Court books two and three. And um, I'm doing some drum tracks right now. So some some kind of stuff offline. And then of course the Haskin Cast podcast that both John and Corey have been on and Uriah Heap the Magicians podcast, new episodes uh, all through April and May going into, I think the beginning of June. And uh, then that one will probably wrap up or be close to it unless they come out with another album. Busy, busy fella. And uh, if you want to uh, catch me, uh, catch me on uh, and the podcast will rock with Mark Meyer. You know what? Uh, catch me on Backtrack Steam Music. John and I are having a blast uh, doing that show. Uh, there's only a handful of people listening, but it's it, it's really a blast. And we get to talk about two of our loves, music and movies. We have a lot of ton of great guests on there. Uh, we just had uh, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek Podcast on there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin Brown was just on. Scott's been on a couple times. Coming back now to talk about the Jaws score. Can't wait about that. But any movie, uh, any song you can think of, uh, we're going to break it down and chat about. And it's a real blast. So uh, check us out on Backtrack Steam Music, wherever you get your podcast from. And with that, we're going to wrap this one up. On behalf of Scott Haskin and John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to Steven Tyler. (laughs) 